man's servant shall play the cur with him. Look you, it goes hard. One that I brought up of a puppy. One that I saved from drowning when three or four of his blind brothers and sisters went to it. I have taught him, even as one would say precisely, thus I would teach a dog. I was sent to deliver him as a present to Mistress Sylvia from my master, and I came no sooner into the dining chamber, but he steps me to her trencher and steals her capon's leg. Oh, tis a foul thing when a cur cannot keep himself in all companies. I would have, as one should say, one that takes upon him to be a dog indeed, to be, as it were, a dog at all things. If I had not more wit than he to take a fault upon me that he did, I think verily he had been hanged for it. Sure as I live, he had suffered for it. You shall judge. He thrusts me himself into the company of three or four gentlemen-like dogs under the duke's table. He had not been there, bless the mark, a pissing while, but all the chamber smelt him. Out with the dog, says one. What cur is that, says another. Whip him out, says the third. Hang him up, says the duke. I, having been acquainted with the smell before, knew it was crab. And goes me to the fellow that whips the dogs. A friend, quoth I, you mean to whip the dog? I marry do I, quoth he. You do him the more wrong, quoth I. "'Twas I that did the thing you wot of. "'He makes me no more ado, but whips me out of the chamber. "'How many masters would do this for his servant? "'Nay, I'll be sworn, I have sat in the stocks for puddings he hath stolen, "'otherwise he had been executed. "'I have stood on the pillory for geese he hath killed, "'otherwise he had suffered for it. "'Thou thinks not of this now?' Nay, I remember the trick you served me when I took my leave of Madame Sylvia. Did not I bid thee still mark me and do as I do? When didst thou see me heave my leg and make water against the gentlewoman's farthingale? Didst thou ever see me do such a trick? Sebastian is thy name? I like thee well, and will employ thee in some service presently. In what you please, I'll do what I can. I hope thou wilt. How now, you whoreson peasant? Where have you been these two days loitering? Mary, sir, I carried Mistress Sylvia, the dog you bade me. And what says she to my little jewel? Mary, she says your dog was a cur, and tells you currish thanks is good enough for such a present. But she received my dog? No, indeed, did she not. Here have I brought him back again. What? Didst thou offer her this from me? Ay, sir, the other squirrel was stolen from me by the hangman's boys in the marketplace. And then I offered her mine own, who is a dog as big as ten of yours, and therefore the gift the greater. Go, get thee hence and find my dog again, or ne'er return again unto my sight. Away, I say! Stay'st thou to vex me here. A slave that still an end turns me to shame. Sebastian. I have entertained thee, partly that I have need of such a youth that can with some discretion do my business, for tis no trusting to yon foolish lout, but chiefly for thy face and thy behavior, which, if my augury deceive me not, witness good bringing up, fortune, and truth. Therefore, know thou, for this I entertain thee. 
Now go presently and take this ring with thee. Deliver it to Madame Sylvia. She loved me well, delivered it to me. It seems you love not her to leave her token. She is dead, belike. Not so. I think she lives. Alas. Why dost thou cry alas? I cannot choose but pity her. Wherefore shouldst thou pity her? Because, methinks, that she loved you as well as you do love your lady Sylvia. She dreams on him that has forgotten her love. You dote on her that cares not for your love. Tis pity love should be so contrary, and thinking on it makes me cry alas. Well, give her that ring, and therewithal this letter. That's her chamber. Tell my lady I claim the promise for her heavenly picture. Your message done, hie home unto my chamber, where thou shalt find me sad and solitary. How many women would do such a message? Alas, poor Proteus, thou hast entertained a fox to be the shepherd of thy lambs. Alas, poor fool. Why do I pity him that with his very heart despiseth me? Because he loves her, he despiseth me. Because I love him, I must pity him. This ring I gave him when he parted from me, to bind him to remember my goodwill. And now am I unhappy messenger to plead for that which I would not obtain, to carry that which I would have refused, to praise his faith which I would have dispraised. I am my master's true confirmed love, but cannot be true servant to my master unless I prove false traitor to myself. Yet will I woo for him, but yet so coldly as heaven knows it, I would not have him speed. Gentlewoman, good day. I pray you, be my mean to bring me where I to speak with Madame Sylvia. What would you with her if that I be she? If you be she, I do entreat your patience to hear me speak the message I am sent on. From whom? From my master, Sir Proteus, madam. He sends you for a picture. Aye, madam. Ursula, bring my picture there. Go, give your master this. Tell him from me, one Julia, that his changing thoughts forget, would better fit his chamber than this shadow. Uh, Madam, please you peruse this letter. Pardon me, madam, I have unadvised delivered you a paper that I should not. This is the letter to your ladyship. I pray thee, let me look on that again. It may not be. Good madam, pardon me. There, hold. I will not look upon your master's lines. I know they are stuffed with protestations and full of newfound oaths, which he will break as easily as I do tear his paper. Madam, he sends your ladyship this ring. More shame for him that he sends it me, for I have heard him say a thousand times his Julia gave it him at his departure. Though his false finger have profaned the ring, mine shall not do his Julia so much wrong. She thinks you. What sayest thou? I, I thank you, madam, that you tender her. Poor gentlewoman, my master wrongs her much. Dost thou know her? Almost as well as I do know myself. To think upon her woes, I do protest that I have wept a hundred several times. But like she thinks that Proteus hath forsook her. I think she doth, and that's her cause of sorrow. Is she not passing fair? She hath been fairer, madam, than she is. 
when she did think my master loved her well, she, in my judgment, was as fair as you. But since she did neglect her looking glass and threw her sun-expelling mask away, the air hath starved the roses in her cheeks and pinched the lily tincture of her face, that now she is become as black as I. How tall was she? About my stature. For at Pentecost, when all our pageants of delight were played, our youth got me to play the woman's part, and I was trimmed in Madame Julia's gown, which served me as fit by all men's judgments, as if the garment had been made for me. Therefore, I know she is about my height. And at that time, I made her weep a good, for I did play a lamentable part. Madame, twas Ariadne. Uh, passioning for Theseus's perjury and unjust flight, which I so lively acted with my tears that my poor mistress moved there withal wept bitterly. And would I might be dead if I in thought felt not her very sorrow. She is beholden to thee, gentle youth. Alas, poor lady, desolate and left. I weep myself to think upon thy words. Here, youth. There's my purse. I give thee this for thy sweet mistress' sake, because thou lovest her. Farewell. And she shall thank you for it, if ever you know her. A virtuous gentlewoman, mild and beautiful. I hope my master's suit will be but cold, since she respects my mistress' love so much. Alas, how love can trifle with itself. Here is her picture. Let me see. I think if I had such attire, this face of mine were full as lovely as is this of hers. And yet the painter flattered her a little. (laughs) Unless I flatter with myself too much. Her hair is auburn. Mine is perfect yellow. If that be all the difference in his love, I'll get me such a colored periwig. Well, her eyes are gray as glass and so are mine. I, but her forehead's low and mine's as high. What should it be that he respects in her, but I can make respective in myself? If this fond love were not a blinded God. Come, shadow, come, and take the shadow up, for tis thy rival. O thou senseless form, thou shalt be worshipped, kissed, loved, and adored. And were there sense in his idolatry, my substance should be statue in thy stead. I'll use thee kindly for my mistress' sake, that used me so, or else, by Jove, I vow, I should have scratched out your unseeing eyes to make my master out of love with thee. 